Hey, this is Matteo Lane. I'm Emma Wilman. And this is Inside the Closet. Inside the Closet. <laughs> Welcome back to Inside the Closet. I'm here with my special guest, Emma Wilman. Emma, Emma the Stairs Wilman. Now, I Emma, heard a, hi, I'm Amy Wilman. I heard a story Uh-oh. that you drank. I did. And you fell down the stairs. I relate. <laughs> I have seven broken hips because of it. I've got the two. I'm just well. They say I'm, I'm the Tin Man from the waist down, and Judy's kid from the waist up. It's funny. I hated my mother, but I loved her. You want to do some questions? Oh, well, yeah. Well, let's say who we are. Well, oh yeah, I'm Emma Wilman. Hi, I'm Mateo Lame. Here we are. All right, we now let me just say this. We have yes. to preface Emma. We got to yeah. be professional. Here. Oh, please. So we have asked people to submit yes. questions to our email, mm-hmm. which is inside the closet podcast at gmail.com. I'll never remember that, but hopefully you do. And uh, people wrote in. They asked us questions. Thank you guys so much. Truly, I can't. I, it's awesome. I'm shocked. I always feel like truth. I'm doing everything into a vortex. So when people interact, the more interaction, the better. It's I know when you guys like say we like the podcast. Oh, I feel great. Oh, thank, I'm like, you, thank you, thank you, thank you. There's something comforting about speaking into this like abyss. You know, yeah, because I mean? like right now it's just like me and Mateo and the producer, you know, alone and laughing then, at my Liza jokes. Yeah, thank God, which will get old real quick. <laughs> he laughed again. Yeah. <laughs> but so yeah, it's nice to know. It's just nice to know that you guys are out there. I want to tell you a story about a young girl who became a waitress. And Barbara's here too. I'm out. Okay, so we're going to start with the very first Just question. say first names, by the way. Don't okay. say people's last names. All right, first names. Now, this is a buddy of mine who has an amazing blog. Oh, so you know this person? I know this person. Well, that makes me feel less special. Okay, well, but I know him online, and he's absolutely awesome. I All right. would describe him as a genius. Work. Um, and I reached Stephen out to Hawking's him. Stephen is writing into the show. <laughs> I reached out to him. <laughs> he is an amazing comedy blog, and I asked him to like look at some of my like setups and to see what he would think. This is all more info than we need, but he just we, read the question. He's my buddy. Okay, so this is the question. No. The answer is no. The answer is you're bisexual. I feel no. All right, here it goes. Dear inside, this is Jonas. Dear inside the closet, I'm a hunky straight guy and I have a coworker who I think is pretty cute. I looked her up on Facebook and she had a photo of her at a pride event and had a profile photo with the pride flag filter on it. I didn't really have reason to think she's gay, but after I saw her Facebook, I started to second guess myself. I realized that she has a lot of little earrings on the inside of her ear and I wondered if that was a sign that she is gay. At the risk of sounding like I'm profiling, what sort of things are gay women doing with their appearance to indicate they are gay that may not be so obvious to straight people? Well, Signed, lo- horny, and confused. First lo- of all, I appreciate I- that he's being so considerate looking yes. for clues. Well, I have the answer to this. Oh. Uh, you can normally tell they're a lesbian um, if they're wearing a Sarah McLaughlin shirt. No, no. They've adopted six dogs. Not the ones I'm and with. And they've shaved their heads. Mm-mm. And, um, no, I mean, you know, you could be a lesbian, look like whatever. Yeah, there's tons, but, but it's it's definitely, it can be like an energy thing. Also, that is, can, there are, can be tons of, like, straight girls or bi girls that would have, like, the pride filter. But, so it's well, that's, that's the thing, is, like, gr- girls always go to pride oh. that's fun. I mean, they're not as threatened Here's by. Here's a way he can check it out. One thing is, okay, look at the, look at the pride photos. In pictures with her with other people, see where her hands are and what the body language is there. No, but that's not fair because girls go to Pride. Every fag, if fag hat. If there's I a mean, cute feminine word, one like, and see if there's some little butchy ones lingering around. Or, bad, but, but I just, or maybe she likes femme girls. I think that's a hard way to describe it because there's always girls who are going with their gay best friends to support them or just going for fun. Or, right. or, or are, she is a lesbian and she's just a femme, really femme. Oh, I don't, hallelujah. I, you know, um, 
But, you know, I, I think it's fair to ask her, be like, so are you dating anyone? Oh, whew. but he works with her. Well, I mean, there's got to be something in the personal life. Like, what if he, what if he, what if he brings up the fact that he's he went on a date and didn't have a good time with her and could say, "Oh, have you dated? Have you been on any bad dates recently?" And then see what she says. That's a good one, actually. That's really good because it could. Or you could just say, "I don't know if this is rude, but are are you gay?" <laughs> is that rude? Do people? Not I don't ask know. That question. Because you know what it is. Someone could get. Well, obviously, she wouldn't get offended because she's got the pride profile. Or she thing. gets wildly offended. Yeah. And how she's, could you? Think that. Is it these little earrings? I don't know why, but in my head, I'm imagining them working at Michael's. No. Well, they could, but that's because that's the one place that you work. Right. So I'm imagining them with like a red apron in Michael's Michaels. in Mount Prospect, Illinois. When Mateo pictures work, he thinks everyone just goes to Michael's. Kind of. A country of people just every day going to Michael's. Kind of going to Michael's. So this is this is uh that is tough because also when you don't know someone's sexuality you start looking for the weirdest clues. I mean it gets so weird. It, now for me, it I doesn't don't like really, that he but... described himself as a straight hunky guy. He's joking. I would love to see these pictures. He's to kidding. Jacuse, jacuse. So okay, he can do get... no wrong to me, but that's because I. All right, so, so I know your, I'm so what's biased. What's your final answer? My final answer. Oh gosh. All right, my final answer is. My final answer is I say go with the thing that Mateo said where it's like to bring up something personal about your dating life. And then if she doesn't respond to anything, either A, she's not interested, B, she's a boyfriend, C, she has a girlfriend, she'll give you something to work with if she's interested in you. The real thing is not whether or not she's gay. It's whether or not she's interested. I say I say pretend you see an animal that's in need. And if she responds positively to it, she's a lesbian. Mm. That was supposed to be a joke and it didn't go over well. I actually thought that was like, fuck, that was brilliant. Oh. All right. Okay, we've got another one. Here it is. So I'm just going to say the first name. Work. Which is great because I cannot pronounce this guy's last name. <laughs> Grant. Grant. Okay, easy first name. My name's Grant and I work... Oh, no. This is someone soliciting us. <laughs> oh. Never mind. Okay. All right, never mind, Grant. Uh, Grace. Hi, Emma Mateo. I have a question about dating apps. Mm-hmm. What do you think is a better way to meet someone on an app or in real life? Also, what app do you think is the lesbian equivalent of Grinder? Craigslist. Thanks so much. Hope you both have a great day. Did you throw on Craigslist? Me. I was going to say, like, Twitter. Yeah. Um, I, I, There's a new lesbian dating app called Her, which I, know. I haven't My been on. My friend Sam went on it, and I, it looked horrible. Really? Yeah. Damn it. I don't know. I, it just, I don't know if dating apps function that way, the same way as Grinder. I don't know if... Women want apps, anonymous sex the same way gay men do. That's the thing, because... Dating, I'm not saying they don't, but I'm saying it's... Obviously, if it was a need, there would already be an app out. Jinder. Right. There would already be an app There'd out be there. Maybe Jinder. Jinder. We can make up our own app. Jinder. Jinder. It'd just be me. It'd just be you. It'd like, be me there's and zero Grace. women nearby. Well, there, so, or like my like cousin would pop up. I'd be like, oh, fuck my life. But there, it's, I think the dating apps are like an extension of whatever like culture wants them. Yeah. So if there was like a need for it, then they'd be like, there's no lesbian glory holes. There's no glory holes for women. Le- the lesbians are smart. I, here's the thing: is I think um, I love the idea of a glory hole. If I had a, if I had a, if I had a penis, I'd, I'd. Uh, Emma, if you had a actually, penis, no, you'd be dead. Because, because I'd be shoving it in stuff. I just I all the fucking women the... I'd have pregnant would be traumatizing. <laughs> just be traumatizing. I think um, Instagram. Tra- some is of the, the way women to go. that I've been with, if I had gotten them pregnant, I mean, just traumatizing. <laughs> 
Just think about just thinking about some of my exes, the people that I've been with, and then the they would it would just be. Do you ever envision yourself like? Does there something that turns you around like I'm gonna risk this risk this sex, pretend you have a dick, and you're impregnating this woman? I've role played that. Oh yeah, I've like role played that. Like I'm gonna get someone pregnant. We'll do that. Is like, that a thing? Yeah, it's a thing. Is that like a power been... thing? I never even thought of oh, that. Oh, it's like... fun to like, come in me. I'm gonna have your babies. Like we'll do that. Yeah, or so that be... would get me soft immediately. If someone's like yeah, children, I'm like ah, future together, abort. Right? Yeah, would, I've done that. Uh, no like... pun intended. Abort. <laughs> Abort, abort. Well, guys, yeah, that's so. That's interesting. What do you think? It's better to meet someone on an app or in real life? I would say do the do the middle. Meet them on Instagram. It's sometimes it's really hard to meet people in life. You're I, all I, about Instagram now. Uh, uh, that's all I've got. But it hasn't brought me any luck. Just some someone eating my ass out and then they're like running away. But does it sounds like it could have been worse. No, it could have been much worse. But um, no, I think I think if you want to meet people in person, you go to gay establishments or like lesbian nights somewhere they always have gay nights somewhere you know what i mean like um different bars have different theme nights so it's like i mean and you think that's preferable to it because one thing that's nice about app is i don't don't think there's a preference either way i think you just do whatever works for you so if you see someone like on instagram you're interested in like their photos send them a message what do you give me that look for no you know because sending them a message so i send someone i send people messages all the time let me tell you what i did so there's this girl she was on um the real l word her name's sada sada something god bless you yes exactly and she she did she was married to whitney on the real l word did you ever see that show no this girl's a, a fucking smoke show and she definitely seems like an anal or retentive what did you message bitch. her yes well you can't message celebrities and expect them to write oh. back. oh that's also, the my- difference you find someone who's you don't message someone who's on the L word and they're like, damn, they didn't write back. The real reality show like eight years ago. But now she works as a personal trainer. So this was what I did. So uh, a couple months ago, I sent her a message and was like, hey, I'm going to be in L.A. for a little bit. I'm interested in seeing a queer trainer. Like, I'd love to know what your rates are. And then she didn't write back. Of course she didn't write back. Why? I thought that was brilliant. How it many took me fo- like seven hours to think of. How many of. followers does she have? 100,000 something. Girl, she's not going to see you in her DMs. There's 800,000 other lesbians saying the same thing. Doing the old, doing the old, I want to work out together trip. You find a time where you can, where it's like late at night and not as many people are liking photos and like a few photos. If they like back. Oh, if she likes back, shut it down. We just got married. That's what I'm saying. So, you know, that's Have sort you of, ever that's had a relationship like the, in your head with someone over, like, Instagram that it's, like, over, though? Because now I've been following her for a while, and I'm like, never mind, she's annoying. I mean, are you joking? I've had <laughs> that relationship with people I see in public. Yeah, on the subway. I look at a man, and I'm like, well, I guess we're married. And then, like, two seconds later, I'm like, this would never work out. Yeah, like, it's not good. Like, you, seconds, you your I had 100 open. years with this person. It's... So we didn't really answer that question. I say it doesn't matter. Whatever floats your boat, Instagram. And for the so Mateo's saying Instagram, which is super interesting, and I actually think there's definitely something to that too, because you can see all different like types of photos. Because you're liking that person on a different level. It's not. I don't know. It's just. There's also more interesting because you're putting yourself in a. It's not. You know, like um, dating apps, like there's this pressure, like who's got to say something, et cetera. Oh, I hate, to say, I hate to say That's something. That's what I'm saying. What is the first thing you well, said? Well, I say, hey, how are you? That's I'm not good. doing this. Hi, I noticed your profile that you. This is, Wait, enough you just already. like blew my mind. I, I I never say, hi, how are you? I never know what the fuck to say. I'm hi, how are you? Yeah. There you go. It's a, What would you say to someone at a bar in person? Right. Well, I wouldn't say anything. I would, I would be fear based and yeah, run away. Absolutely. I'll make eye with you, but I will run away. Yeah. Y- no one wants to approach anything. No. Okay, we got another one. This is from Bobby with an I. You really sort of like, when you're reading the questions, you turn very librarian. Oh, yeah. Very anti-pocket. You know, it's like, you're not like, all right, that's so funny. So let's get to this next question. (laughs) Ooh, interesting. We have someone named Kate. It's like, all right, let's get to the next one. (laughs) Please keep it down. 
Everybody quiet. So, okay, librarian. Can someone draw Emma as a librarian? <laughs> I'd be the worst librarian ever. I'm so dyslexic. I wouldn't know where anything was. I wouldn't have read any of the books. <laughs> Emma, why did you put all the history books in sci-fi? Uh, I thought those were A's. They all started with A's. Okay, so this is Bobby with an I. Gay bar etiquette. I listened to the first podcast that Mateo gets passionate about straight people going into gay bars. I am by and a very strong affection for me male to females mm, good for her transgenders and drag queens is she is it a he or she uh they she okay we have a gay bar that does a lot of drag shows close by that i've been wanting to go to but i don't really have anyone to go with i have anxiety in general holler so i don't want to go alone but what is some etiquette someone should know besides don't call people my gays and touch everyone well, if they're going in by and they want to see a drag show night, my chances are they're not like some white woman business office worker who's taking a weekend off at like once a year with their bachelor friends to go to gay bars to, you right. know, see us as accessories. It sounds Absolutely. like you're actually living in a queer world. And yes, this makes sense for you to want. It makes sense for anybody to want to go to a gay bar, but just don't walk in and be that's like me going going to any kind of bar and being like. It would be hard, you know what I'm saying? It'd be horrible, you know. So I think um, you could also gay bars are places you can go by yourself. And thank you for you being so like considerate to it too. Obviously, like that's that's great. But you're, I think you're already in the right. Probably most of the anxiety is coming from going to a bar alone, which is also anxiety doesn't help producing. that I'm screaming and yelling at the top of my <laughs> lungs. That I'm just too opinionated over here. Don't listen to anything I say. No, I think I think that like you're already. Yeah, I think that's actually really good insight, Mateo. Had that you're like in the community because you're by and how to approach people that well, i don't know that i still don't know I, yeah I, we're hope, struggling pray yeah wish you see that hope in my drink eyes drink a lot and make an ass out of yourself yeah you get that whipped. wasn't even a reference to you that's just i'm saying <laughs> I didn't like think it was that's until, just in oh, general i know you, you fall down the goddamn stairs that's oh what perfect you do. the great you the great conversation starter down, are you okay boom no things are not okay i go on kink.com kittyporn.com yes like police officers are showing up. That's a great first date. I say I think it's totally okay to go to a gay bar by yourself. It obviously is okay. It's just getting over that hump. Well, I get what they're saying because then you're going to look really awkward and be on your phone and stuff. That's got to be. You got to not be on the phone. When you go to a bar you know on what? your own. I have an idea. Go on a dating app, find someone, go together. Or go on a dating Ooh. app and say looking for friends. Yes. And then have a friend date. Even though I hate when guys on Grindr are like literally showing like the inside of their of their asshole and they're like just looking for friends. Yeah, like what are, what the fuck do you do with your uh, well, friends? Yeah, I was like what, what kind of friends are you looking for? Would this be insane to post something on Craigslist? That, be like looking for friends. You have got got to get off the to Craigslist. Stop mentioning Craigslist. Right. I mean, Emma, if anything is a problem here, it's that you've mentioned Craigslist in four episodes. Because well, I was just thinking that that Craigslist could be a place. Is the center of it? I imagine it looking like a Renaissance painting of hell. It is not the place you go to. Because <laughs> all right, so okay. So wait, we, we gotta answer. I say either go alone and find friends. Or go alone. Don't be scared. You're not doing anything wrong. You're not intruding on something. You're a part of it. Own own your own that you're a part of it. You're not you're not an outsider going in like gawking. You know what I mean? You're I mean, going don't in. wear a rainbow flag with like I love fags on your shirt. You know what I'm saying? Like, but you know, just just yeah. And be I see, you. I can see your picture, Bobby. You're Gay beautiful. people are people. That's what I'm trying to say. If when you start treating us like we're not people. That's a different story. And, I mean, we might treat other gay people like they're not people, but that's because... Well, we're allowed to judge. Right, we're projecting. We're inside this bubble. Right. And then, and then I guess so is she, by saying she's bisexual. Do we act like gay people aren't people? No. You, so you just said that. I guess sometimes... No, yeah, you're right. Sometimes what? Say it. I, I mean, I guess sometimes, like, um, 
maybe it'll be yeah like internal no sometimes I'll, i go back and forth i'll be thinking like gay people are like the best of all the people and then other times i'll be like they're the worst well yeah that, but that's every community right you know what i mean you get mad you get mad at yourselves because you want to better yourselves right okay watch Joke. an article comes out on split side about how we're like the worst for the gay community <laughs> Is there anything as bad as these two? <laughs> one's promoting the alcoholic one promotes Craigslist, and the other one's a mess. The, the clean asshole. Although that was good. That was good. The Walking enema, around with a clean asshole. The power of a clean asshole. The power of a clean. I mm-hmm. could run for governor. Yes. And right. win. I believe in you. No. I bet you know how clean his asshole is. Vote. Vote. A vote immediately. You better work. Joseph from Joseph. I'm currently in the process of coming out. I have told only two of my close friends that I'm gay. I'm terrified to tell my family because I come from a very religious background. I tell myself all the time I'll come out officially once my parents die. They are only in their 50s. Do you have any advice for me? If so, I would love to hear from you. P.S. I love your podcast. It's literally the light of my life. Aw. Joseph, can I say my advice first? Please. I think, first of all, just even if... Listen, no matter what happens, you're gay. That's it. Um, it's coming out, you know, it's it's tricky because, I mean, it shouldn't be a thing, but it is a thing. It's a thing. So I think for you, you have to, you're going to, I always tell this to people when you come out of the closet, you will just have to accept that people are going to feel however they're going to feel. You can't control those feelings. You need to be right. doing this for yourself. You can so, only control what you can control. And so, they might right. change. So Nothing is permanent. They may. They may come around. Most people do. Some people don't. Right. But I feel that if you need to do it, you need to do it for yourself, not for anybody else. And so if that, if your parents, obviously, this is the topic of the email, if that means that it's a big enough thing in your mind that you, it's, your, it's obviously on your mind, so you might want to just say it, just to say it. It doesn't have to be a giant reveal. You don't have to bring them to like a show and come out and address and be like, this is my new life! But I think if it's something, if they mean something to you and you're afraid of the reaction, you're still gay. So you either live your life and have them feel however they're going to feel, or you know, I think you'd regret it. I mean, saying you're waiting until they're dying, that's pretty dramatic, you know. They're think, 50. They're, you know, and, but also, people don't give their parents enough credit. Even right. though they're religious, they say they hate gay people. The second you come out, it may be different. I'm actually going to say, I think that it might be good sometimes maybe to wait until you move out. Because you don't want to get kicked out. Is he still out. living with them? That's what I'm, that's what I I actually was thinking the same up. thing, because you want to make sure you're secure. Yeah, make sure, once you, make sure that you're secure, because, I mean, you don't want to live... A, there's, like, can be, like, a safety element, too. I wonder what religion they are. Probably Christian. His name is Joseph. So right. either probably Christian. Right. Yeah, so I had to assess like, the safety of a, the situation, and then you're gay, you're gay, if you're, you're gay. If you're no physical threat, then I don't see... It's going to be hard to have that conversation. But, you know, I when I came out, I used humor. Did to you? Heal. Of course. I used humor to help my family. My family communicates through humor. When I say family, I mean Everett, my aunts, my uncles, my cousins. So, you know, that's how we communicate. So I feel like how, whatever way your family communicates, use that language mm. to communicate it with them. You know, I, I feel like, um, if you know, yeah, this is the second. Like for me, I knew that if I made jokes about it over and over again, and now my family makes jokes about it, 
it's a laughing with, not at. And I, one thing I did, I would, I like highlighted like how like I didn't understand everything too. Like I use that as a, di- like I well, never pretend that I was an authority. I said that I was. I was no, like, because you don't want them to be. You don't want them to go be sent to to conversion therapy. You don't want them to go through a bow and went. Yeah, through. and I always do. I always try to say like you know like I'm learning along with you. This is like that I feel like I'm gay. That I'm not like an expert on anything, and I'm trying to figure it out. Because some of the questions I would get, I'd be like, well, why are you gay? How do you know you're gay? And I'd be like, I just know, and I don't have any more answers than that. Just I don't ask know why. Them how, how, when did they find out they were straight? Right. And then what's tough there is then they might get uncomfortable because maybe they never really thought about being straight. And then all of a sudden they're like, okay, now we're, we're just stepping into a totally new territory. It can be. He has a family origin. Because one thing with one thing with sexuality is I think some reason people get so uncomfortable with it is if they're not comfortable with their sexuality, someone else talking about sexuality then like triggers something in them and then they have they they project their fears and that's when you well, know what I mean they lash out when families say that they're really religious what they're actually saying is that they're a part of a religious community right. and they're living a certain way because they want other people to approve of their way of living and so when you step out of that mold that means that then they have to explain to other people right. why that they're not like the other people but it might actually in the end be good for your family because I don't think that conforming to anything uh, because you feel pressure from an outside source is good for you. So he may even do his, himself and his family a favor by saying he's gay and having them realize some of the mistakes they've been making. Absolutely. And if you're religious too, like it can be like an act of faith on your part that like we can only control what we can control. And like once you put your truth out there, then you can't control how people are going to react, but you can control how you respond to the reaction but i don't think waiting for your parents death waiting is to tell them to idea. die what are you gonna do say it over their graves what are you gonna say it at their funeral it, yeah it's like you know listen at some point you live your life without your like parents as we approval. lower my parents into the grave i'm making on the time instagram I and my lowered mother... my dick into this guy's ass i was like whoa well that's not you know we're not gonna that would be quite the quite the coming out well i think like when, when you repress things then it makes them come out even more like with full force. Well, it magnifies the problem. Magnifies and it manifests the problem. Manifests into other things. Mm-hmm. But at least you're coming out to your friends. That's a step for or whoever you came out to. But you know what? Too find a community, find friends that can be your support system. Yes. You know, gays always finding our own family. God, this got serious. Joseph, you really brought out. Um, Put on a um, Jessica Rabbit outfit. Yes, but come Jessica down the Rabbit stairs. outfit and dance around. I used to dress up like in the Backstreet Boys outfits and dance around. Yeah, but girls can be tomboys. That's different. True. You know what I'm saying? All right, other question. F- follow up with us, Joseph. What happened? Yeah, please. All right, Charlie. Hi, Emma and Mateo. Love the podcast. Thank you for speaking so openly about sexuality in your lives. No problem. Emma, I know you talked about I know you talked about and asked for feedback about dry spells. Yes, this is before I started um, having sex. I'm 37, married for 15 years to a man. I identify as bi pan. What is pan? Pansexual. Pansexual. To be honest, know. I'm still struggling with figuring out which one and what the differences are. Same. I think pan. I mean, I th- okay. Pansexual, yes. I think, is you just have sex with anyone based off an emotional level. Like, the, the gender doesn't matter. Right. Yes, my husband knows. I seem to get asked this. That's interesting. She seems to get what? She gets asked a lot if her husband knows she's bisexual or pansexual. Okay. I've always been the sexual aggressor in the relationship, and there was a time where it was probably almost two years of just nothing because I was just exhausted with pursuing and coming up with new ideas or pushing the boundaries in our sex life. See, I feel like... It should be like both people coming on to one another. Why don't they open up the relationship and bring in a third? She says, I was just exhausted with it. So I stopped to kind of see if he would pick up the slack. He did not. 
So there are about two years where I just masturbated a lot and didn't have an orgasm through sex. Two years? Yes, it sucked. Therapy for me helped, mostly me ranting about my lack of a sex life and figuring out personality styles like Myers-Briggs. I'm so into that. About what? Myers-Briggs. Have you taken that? No. It's a personality test. We should do one of those. All right. It just says faggot for me. (laughs) You gay. (laughs) I'm an INFJ and my husband is an ESTJ. That's not going to make any sense to you if you don't know what she's talking about. It sounds like we're talking about Scientology. We've got STDs over here. Um, To be honest, not very compatible, but we've made it 15 years. I'm not giving up now. Eh, I mean, okay. If two years without sex, that's two years out of 15, though. Maybe that's not bad. It sounds pretty bad to me. Two months is a long time. Okay, so now she's saying, it came down to confidence. My husband was scared of rejection. You guys talked about tops and bottoms. I'm a bottom and have been kind of pushed out of necessity into topping from the bottom of our relationship. That sounds hot. I love a bossy bottom. Also sounds like a roller coaster. Mostly, it's been figuring out how to encourage him to take the top. So that's so interesting. I, so she's asking him to be more aggressive. She's asking him to be more aggressive. That I get. That I get. Also... I was taught. I had an old roommate who was a very masculine gay guy, and he was like, "You know, I'm I'm open to be a bottom." And he was like, "But the person has to be a convincing top." And I was like, "I totally agree because like I'm always like taking control. So if someone's gonna then take control of me, I have to be like convinced that like it's like actually like inherently like what they want to do and they're into it. Like I have to like believe the controllability. Does that make sense? Yeah, I mean, I sometimes are just lazy and like get it in. See, there's like it's like this like. You know when you do interviews sometimes and, like, the host doesn't seem like they have any idea what they're doing? Oh, you, I, that's when I start to control the show. Exactly. Me too. So I'm always in. I'm like, and boom. Like, I got this. I, I ask my own questions and Me then too. answer them because I know what will get people to laugh. I try to, like, res- I try to like respect the host's authority, but then if they really seem like they don't know, then I, like, flip it around and, like, do the show. Yeah. So it's similar with sex, like, but at the same time, I guess I got to just... But also, it may just... You, listen, sometimes things don't work out. But this new I, person I, I was with was like... No, like, but I'm t- we're talking about this woman. Yes, yes. I feel like if you feel like you want to sexually explore yourself and your husband's not able to step up, you either ask him if you can open up the relationship so that you can go start exploring stuff on your own, or if you want to do it together and bring in someone else. But if they're not meeting your needs, which sexuality, it's a big need. Big your need. Your sex needs is a big need. It's a big... It's not all of a relationship, but if you're but not it's a having lot, it, and also, it's like, it speaks about a lot of other things. It's indicative of so many other kinds of communication. Yes, it's, it's, you're not communicating through sex, Respect, which is supposed to be an desire. expression for each other. Mm-hmm. So I feel like she has to sit down with him and be like, we're going to talk about opening this up and allowing me to explore. Now, if it's a, if it's about the way you or people desire it. each other, what does it mean that like I like sometimes calling a girl like a dumb bitch? Even if I like her, I'm like, you fucking whore. I like that. Emma, That's where I excel <laughs> sexually. If a girl likes this to get degraded... This is why we don't have a lesbian audience. You're calling them dumb whores. No, because they want it. That's what they well, say. They right, want right. They say, oh, they say they want to get degraded and stuff. If if someone likes to get like degraded and stuff, then I'm the best. Like that's where I kill it. If someone's more into like not that, then I am at a loss. That's then I just don't know how to be as much. But if someone's like, oh, I get like to get like treated like a little whore, I'm like, then that's yes. what it is. You need to find someone who wants to get treated like a little whore, a little slut, a little French whore. Yeah, you can sit down with me. You can call me a bitch. It's okay. But and yet I want them out of that dynamic to be like really like smart and interesting and not like a pushover. That's the problem. Emma, you want a lot. I know. Too you many. should just date R two D two. You know what I think? I'm gonna. I think I just need to like just totally chill out for a while. No, I think you just need I'm to getting find too the right. In all my relationships. No, you you accept relationships that you know aren't good for you. That's right. what your problem is. Oh uh, yeah, and that's my problem too. Yeah, I, yeah. So I think with her, open it up. You so, yeah. I mean, I I I definitely get the. I think I commend that 
she, commend that she is. You commend it, okay? <laughs> she, thanks, Reverend Wilman. I commend that she is, uh, you know, trying to like work on it with the husband. Even your last name's a lesbian, Will Man. Really? That's a man's name and then a man. Will, Will Man. Okay, we get another one. I just want everybody to know that I keep taking breaks because I had like five gallons of water, and so I keep peeing every four minutes. So Emma will ask a question, and be like, "Oh, I gotta go to the bathroom." All right, what's the next question? Okay, next question. Next question. Thanks, librarian Emma Willman. When did you two realize you liked being a top or a bottom? By the way, I love your podcast. I mean, everything's about sex. I guess we talk about sex a lot. Yeah, fair enough. I mean, is anyone not going to ask a question about sex? Because I'm also What's not your favorite the flower? expert at oh, probably a red rose. Oh. Actually, an orange or yellow rose. A yellow rose. Someone get him some yellow roses. <sighs> and if I do it, it'd probably be depressing. No, I think I'd like yellow, yeah, yellow roses. My They're old prettiest. roommate was like, I just want a guy to take me to brunch. And I was like, I'll take you to brunch. And she's like, no, that's sad now that you're doing it after I said this is what I want from a date. All right. Well, I just feel like I, I we love talk this question. About, yes, but also, I'm not the expert at sex. I'm, I know. Like, just speaking from your experience. I feel like I'm bad at it. Like, I'm not, oh. like, super... Well, I'm not bad at it, but, like, I'm just, like... Realizing the top and bottom thing, it's, like, totally, like, an evolution of, like, different sexual experiences. Because the first, very first girlfriend I had, I was, like, new to, like, figuring it out, and I had had boyfriends before, and I remember she You're was... You're a top, Emma. She was much more toppy. This I'm saying way back, this is evolution. This, and then, so she was much more toppy, and then, like, over the course of me having, like, different girlfriends and, like, playing around, then it was, like, me being more of a top, me being more of a top, me being more of a top, and then, boom, I was, like, killing it, and I was, like, super top, and that's when I was, like, just, like killing it with dating dating cheating dating dating cheating dating cheating just just ah just back in the day killing it why are you more of a gay man than me i was killing now you're just a man now i'm on now i'm on dates talking just sputtering around about whatever the fuck but back in the day saying thank you to people saying thank you to this girl for having sex with me yeah that's That's where i'm at that's actually a huge embarrassment that's worse than falling down the stairs now i'm like a nerd loser no, you're not. You just you. You know, you're. You know, you're getting older, and I don't feel like I'm not into dating. Well, because it's not. New. You were young. You were. It was all new to you. Oh, and when you start out dating, it's like I loved like putting on the show and doing the date and winning someone over. But now I'm like I don't have any desire to win someone over. Oh, I barely, barely want to get out of bed. In the I've morning. got no effort to like put in. I think with gay I'm like, men, this is me. I got problems. I look at men and I'm like. You just, you know, gays, we can look at someone sort of side-eye and be like, I bet you're the verse. Mm, top. Mm, See, that's much tougher for lesbians. Mm. It's just an energy thing. You just look at someone. Sometimes you're surprised. You know, you get like this macho guy who's like, stick it in. And you're like, I, this is a lot of pressure. Right. Um, but I I don't know. I, I definitely more probably, I'm somewhere in between. It just depends on the energy. Right. I don't know. Because like I... It, I think that if I'm in a relationship, I like to do both. I like topping if I'm in a relationship because it's not there's so much pressure seems, with topping right, for the because first you're more time. Comfortable. Well, yeah, because also topping is like you got a good bottom's gonna like make you feel good about. But it. I know, and if you but, come too quick, then Emma, they're gonna not. There's a pressure. I agree with topping for the first time. It's like I can't, I can't do all the like you like. I mean, I just not that I, you see, have I'd to. I feel a pressure with bottoming. I because I'd be like, <sighs> but I also hate a quiet top. That sucks. Oh. Like you're just being topped, and then someone's just like behind you. The might as well be knitting. no, no. The more verbal, the better. I a hundred percent. I'm verbal. More... Although I, I need it to be verbal. That's not embarrassing. Like it needs to feel organic. Like yes. this one guy was like, "You like it when I?" I'm like, C- "Calm down, Nancy." Right. Like this feels <laughs> false to me. You know what I'm saying? It feels very false to me. Yeah, you're phoning it in, and I don't buy the performance. It, yes. A hundred percent. A hundred. So I think it's, like, very, like, just, like, an innate thing through, like, 
trial and error where you're like something feels right that excites you or then sometimes it's just if something feels wrong then you kind of like feel it out from there and then if you don't have an affinity for either way then you're kind of you know it's what it's what the fuck it's what turns you on more like really sit and be like what would i want to do and some people might make you want to you might want to top them and some people you might want to bottom yeah there's this one guy we, we literally he came over to my hotel and we just spooned oh i don't get it that's cute we just spooned but i'm like oh i would top him right He's also a po- like literally a, a foot tall. I actually like with this this new person that I went on dates with is like very they've got like a lot of swagger and I almost like found myself feeling like more like Wait, how are you meeting these women? This one I met at a show. Um can I read the next question? We might be at a question. No, we have one more question. I'm going to read it right now. I have it I have my phone. Uh, okay. Oh, yes. This person says um their name is Lisa with an S. Mm. Okay. Hi, uh, my name is Lisa M. And I'm wondering if you have a sister that you hate and tried to steal your mother's spotlight, what do you do? Wow. That is a question. What do you do? That sounds really familiar, doesn't it? Wait, oh, we have a voicemail. (laughs) Oh, good. Let's get that (laughs) out here. This bit's not working. Hi, I'm Lisa Lisa with an M. (laughs) I was calling. <laughs> this bit went out the window. I really thought this was going to be good, but I want to keep this so everyone can hear yeah, a bit fail. Yeah, see, it's all it's trial and error, just like figuring out sexuality stuff. I guess I should. I mean, this week, if I had any, if I was able to ask people questions, I would. Yeah, I would ask. I'd want to know. But everybody wants to talk about sex. That's all we're thinking about all right. goddamn day. I just goddamn, I'm like a cat in heat. I know. Well, my I, sex drive has been like way down recently, but. And the, think, and the drinking's been way up. Well, no, not for, I'm not for the Emma. week, but yeah, I mean. No, I think, you know what, you, you know what you and I need to do? Mm. First of all, we should record an episode when we're traveling in the car together. Yes. Um, we'll talk to Alex how to do that. But secondly, you and I should go to a gay bar together. I'd love to. Why don't we do that? And we, if you, any, we can go to Cubby Hole, Cubby which butt. is Cubby Hole, right? Cubby Hole, yeah. Where it's. I wish it was called Cubby of, Butt. There's a lot of lesbians. Hey, and we'll try to get them into the podcast. Ask, what can we do better to appeal to more lesbians? Yeah, well, you answer that question. What do we do to appeal? I'm trying to I don't the know. The, I don't know. I don't know. What so do you mean you don't know? You're a lesbian. No, I, no, I don't. I never use the word lesbian. I always just say, I always just say gay because I never like vibe with that. You know? Doesn't match up. You look like an outsider boy right now. Yeah, exactly. Like a leather jacket and your hair and stuff. Exactly. All right. Well, I guess we can end it. It's been yeah, kind those, of a shorter episode. Those were our questions, though. Thank you guys so much for asking. You can literally ask us anything. Yeah, ask us anything. Ask us they don't anything. all have to be about sex. You yep. can say anything from like diva questions, what's your favorite food, this places. Or totally. We can continue talking about sex. Do you think I'm being too open about sex? And this is part of the reason why I'm not going to find a man because I'm just blatantly revealing all my insecurities i mean i think air. i am the wrong person to ask yeah i had i had uh, lunch with this girl and she was like you know do you ever think about having like some things be private i don't know what that means i don't know what that means but the, the truth of it is too when i'm getting to know someone i am so private and then the catch is or they can just listen to me on radio or a podcast and i'm so fucking open 
I'm so open, but I so think private. It's, that's so our I'm training. So that's our comedian training. Training where we're like, if something happened to me, I have to share it with the world. Yeah, because I get Everything. so I get so coy about like opening up about stuff. But then if you literally Google it, me, it's like every single thought I've ever had just boom put out there. I know. I don't know one secret that I have really. I did an episode of the podcast, guys. We fucked a while ago, and it has like thanks. I haven't the it's and I it's like me saying every explicit sexual thing ever. It was. I did it about two years ago, but I remember going on a couple dates, and then people were like, "I listened to you on Guys We Fucked," and wow! And I was like, "Oh no, <laughs> you know, there's nothing to say. It's literally me in the podcast being like, that's why I like professional sex workers and like daddy daughters." Am stuff. I wrong? Am I wrong? People just don't talk about their sex lives, but it is a thing that everyone thinks about. Yes, so it's, it's weird very to important. not talk about. It's, it. I completely agree, I, and it's all about you know we're just trying to like figure this shit out, figure it out. I want to tell you a story about a young girl who took on a thousand dollar loan. I wonder what she's like. Oh, Barbara from Shark Tank in bed is what do you think? a tigress. I literally just got tigress. Chills. Well, did you see her on I America's Got Talent? She was so sexual with her partner. No. Yes, she was. Oh, and he's really hot and sexy, and I'm getting wet. I mean, she was just like, you know, have nightmares they, oh, yeah, they had to like, like mop the floor under her wow. the whole day. If when she spun, you notice everyone in the front row was wearing ponchos. Oh, wait, she was in the dra- she was in that dancing show. Is that what it was? Yes. Oh, and I what went was on a dancing show? Wow. I'm, a, I'm an investor. I've won millions and millions of dollars from a thousand dollar loan. I'm out. <laughs> Bye, Barbara. And for that reason, I'm out. That was our episode, guys, and you can you can thanks sw- a smooth <laughs> ending, Emma. And we that uh, was our episode, guys. <laughs> work. Is there okay. a different way you guys want to end it? Well, uh, you know, you could be. I mean, you don't have to be like radio. Like, oh my god, thanks so much. Listen, we're going to be back tomorrow. The hour nine o'clock. We're going to have the weather's on the eights and the sevens, and we're going to be back with a, a comedian uh, uh, at the Chuckle Hut and yeah. Was that me? No, that's just like bad radio. I guess I can just sing a sound if you want me to. Sure. Don't like goodbyes, tears of sad. That's all I remember from that song. Is that a song? Did you write that song? No, it's, it's called Don't Like Goodbyes. Let's try to sing it. All right, all right. Listen, everyone, have fun. Write us, follow us, like us, and I don't know. Someone try and find me a fucking husband. And shoot us an email at insidetheclosetpodcast at gmail.com. And I swear... I have an idea for a show where people try to find me a wife and we could also be find Mateo a husband. It could be like friends and family and they like go on the dates for us and then they set us up. They yeah, but I, but, but, I'll marry that bitch sight unseen. But it have to be a real it have to I'd have to have some dirtbag guy representative. I have to a couple of my exes, my mom. Am I knowing? And I could like there could be like a camera going on the like someone goes in as your representative on the date. I thought we were gonna have your mother on this show. We are. We gotta get it next time she's in New York. Do you think she'd be open if I was like, what's your mother's name? Susan. Susan. How's the sex life, Susan? Mm, I wouldn't ask her that. No. But, like, how would she respond if I if I said that to your mother? How would she respond? I can't. I she she'd be like, you know, it's different. It gets diff, It's different. It's not as important as you get older, but it's it is important. Like she said to me when I, cause I, I've been like, you know, me and this person are not having sex. And she's like, you're too young to have all these sexual problems. You're too young. You're too young. And then when I told her I went on a date with someone in Boston, she's like, that's exciting. And I was like, yeah. And it, you know, we like made out. I didn't tell her we had sex. I was, I was like, we made out and it felt really good cause she was gay. And she's like, and that's important. I told her when I was like interested <laughs> in Lindsay Lowe and like way back, I go, I have a crush on Lindsay Lowe. And she goes, yes, but you have to figure out if she's a lesbian. 
you have to figure that out. And I was like, oh, she she said this too. I thought it was really cute. Your mother probably gets off the phone and then takes like a, a, a Xanax. Yeah, I'm sure. But she was like, she said this too about me dating now. She's like, well, you know, what, what could get hard is now, you know, some girl might think that you're famous. And I was like, no one think I'm not famous. No one's going to think that I'm famous. She's like, well, they might think that you're, you know, you've been on Colbert, you've been on TV. Someone might think you're famous and they might like you for that. And I'd be like, I mean, we'd be really reaching into the Netherlands of America for someone to, for me to be famous compared to who else, like, it'd be like me compared to the guy that sells like mattresses on like the local shopping thing. If that's like what they're going fame by. But she's like, they might think that you're famous. Like, what does your mother think of your dad? Not a fan. <laughs> what does she say? I just love- When she greets him, she- Jeff. Susan. Hello, Jeff. Susan. You've been well? Yes. Okay, Jeff. That's my parents. And it's progress that they can even, you know, be around each other. Fucking. It's not easy. Relationships are not easy. I could just spiral from here. Hello, Jeff. Jeff. Susan. They could do that for hours. Just back and forth. At your sister's wedding, do they talk? No, but it was so funny because my dad gave a speech the night before and he killed it. He's a math professor, so he's used to public speaking. Killed it. And I could see my mom's face while he's giving the speech. Her heart, she's just like free. I, she's just like, son of a bitch. She, it was just making her. And then she was like, my speech is tomorrow. Like the pressure's on. Like, how did he know how to do all that? My dad, like Chris rocked it. Like he was like walking around, like pacing back and forth. Like he Killed it. So your parents like arguing with whose speech? Is be they were get. I was like, you don't have to be competitive about the speech. Like, you know, it's all for the wedding. My mom was like, I gotta grab their attention in the first ten seconds. And I was like, Well, why didn't she talk to you? You're a comedian. She, well, she did, and I was like, My advice is to chill out. This is a friendly audience. You don't have to grab their attention. You have their attention. You're the mother. You're, you're of the, the mother bride. of the bride. Yeah. She was like, I gotta start strong. I gotta end stronger. And I was like, what? Did she want you to write jokes for her? No, but you know what she was reading to get her like psyched up for the speech? What? She read DMX. a book. On, she read had a book on it was like competitive speaking like those like there's like um tastemakers or something where like people compete with the like how to do a short speech but it was for competitive speaking so she had read that so she's gonna get at the wedding and like get angry in. at first hi am i what my here we go i got 60 seconds on the clock boom no this was her speech was amazing but <laughs> i had to tell her to chill out i was like you know it's all it's all good the thing with wedding speeches i just did an article <laughs> i just did an article on wedding speeches for martha stewart brides or whatever and you're like my mom came in wearing a bulletproof vest yeah. and an AK-47. Let's go. <laughs> this is for the alimony. We're going in. <laughs> the poor woman. Does she listen to this podcast? No. She doesn't? No. Have she you told doesn't. Her about it? Anyone I've been with doesn't. No. Uh, no. Because I always have so much stuff going on. She's like, wait, what? She gets confused. Oh, I can't. Please try to explain to my mother even what state I'm in. Yeah, it's oh, oh, you know what? It cracks me up though. She always asks me this. I'll be like, um, like I was, I did a college last week or whatever. So I was like, oh, I was in. I had a show in Boston, and then I was like flying to Chicago, and then I was flying to Portland, Oregon. So I was like, I'm going to Chicago tomorrow. She's like, I thought you were going to Portland, Oregon. I'm going there the next day, and she goes to do what? I was like, what do you mean to do what? And I was like, I have a show. She's like, okay, the comedy show. I'm like, Yes, a, yes, a comedy show. What else I would I be? No mean? other skills. <laughs> There's not one other thing I could do. Carly Aquilino and I were talking about like if we weren't doing comedy, what would we do? And we went through the whole list of like everything and found we were like not qualified for anything. And then we figured out the only option for both of us is to be a greeter at Walmart. <laughs> Literally, <laughs> that's what they give to like you know. I know. We literally we went through a lot of different things and we're like, 
it just came down to a greeter at Walmart. I was like, I think I'd be a greeter at Walmart. She's like, you'd be a great greeter at Walmart. I think I could listen to you talk about your mom and dad all uh, day. Just so out Hello, of control. Jeff. Susan. <laughs> what does your dad think of your mom? Uh, he would say no comment or say she's a lot or something like that. He'd be like, you do know. You, do you, when did they divorce? They divorced when I was, I think it was like mm, third or fourth grade. Do you remember them fighting? I remember them fighting right up until the divorce. My dad had an affair with this woman, Carol, and then he got her an apartment right near where she, right near where he worked. And then Carol was bisexual, and I remember she had some lesbian friend that was like always around. And my dad asked the lesbian what? friend if I were, if if she thought I was gay, because he told me I did a uh, Mike Kelton when he did that video for Upwardly News. My dad was on it, and it was like asking like, when did you know that your child was gay? And my dad was like, you know, I have, don't do a voice for my dad, but he was like. You know, it was, I asked, like, members of the LGBT community if they thought my daughter was gay. And I was like, first of all, where did you meet members of the LGBT community? But he said that he asked his girlfriend, Carol's friend, Sue, did she think I was gay? And she said, yes. <laughs> she said, yes, I do. Yes, I do. Because I, I was such a gay little kid. I was the gayest kid. The gayest. I would come home. I would sing, sleep. We were, there was a giant tree in my backyard. I would literally walk around it like Sleeping Beauty and be like, Ee! just couldn't be gayer. And, and I remember what? my aunt, my neighbor Betty, who I Betty, she's who I'm bit. shocked she's still alive. Ugh. She she Time called to my go, mother Betty. to be like, your son's singing like a woman around the tree, and it like shamed me. Ugh. Oh yes, I would. My uncle Mike has like videos of me like wearing like blankets as dresses and i would always play magic with my cousin brian we had wands and ran around the house we play sailor moon i used to pretend i was storm so i'd have the cape right and like tied in my hands and my cousin brian wore my mom's yellow gloves and be jubilee and wasn't your brother singing too my no my brother was but my brother's gay but he was just like there's a i have a joke but i I love this joke but the real story is my uncle mike was filming us in galena illinois and my cousin kelly was obsessed with this baseball player named joey cora and she we thought she was gonna be a lesbian forever and, isn't it funny um, when you get like all your like all your votes in and it's like gay 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 oh, and then they surprise you 16. and you're like huh um but she kept being like joey cora rules and they turn to my brother and he goes well if anyone rules it's annie lennox that's the funniest thing. He's like thing. nine. It's so funny. Yeah. So like when That's when great. I hear music like Annie Lennox or Janet Jackson, I think of my brother or Enya. That's so I listen great. to Enya still because Vince listened to Enya. That's so great. I love it. Yeah. If anybody but rules, I, it's Annie Lennox. Oh, if anyone rules, it's Annie Lennox. And she does rule. She does rule. I miss Annie He's Lennox. right. Yeah, that's Scottish. He's got good taste. Or British. She's Scottish. Didn't she kind of go nuts and like, didn't, did she go nuts or my, oh, I'm thinking of Sinead O'Connor. She, I mean, cuckoo bananas. She went fucking she nuts. cuckoo bananas. I read some news report where I was like, this is too nuts to even be in the news. It was like Sinead O'Connor was like riding her bike around. She went missing or something like yeah, that. She went miss, yeah, she went missing or was on Suicide Watch or something. Oh, she, she tore up that photo of the Pope. <sighs> like, Everything went downhill after she did that. Yeah. No good. Well, this has been fun. It has. To end on a Sinead O'Connor yes. joke, which half of our audience doesn't even know who she is. Got a Googler. Um, how do I find you, Emma? EmmaComedy.com. And I am like, What's I don't What's your Instagram? Instagram. Because what do you add now? What's your number? 11,000. Work. Yep. Work, girl. It's going up. All right. Follow me at Mateo Lane. Yes. And then you can email the podcast at InsideTheCloudsAtPodcast at gmail.com. And we love to hear from you guys. Yep. All right. Have a good day. Good day. Thanks.